0: Riding downtown in New York City, I know you want to be there, I bring you in, party in the club like that track from Fiddy, cause life is so good, let's go and vibe with me. Riding downtown in New York City, I know you want to be there, I bring you with me, this is what I'm doing, tell me that you want to.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody, to Dare to Rise. I am your host, Nicole. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Miss Tina Kay. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm again, super excited for um, our guests that we have on tonight. Just love all of these conversations and amazing people that we keep meeting in our community. So I'm just excited um, to be here. Lots going on. But before I get into that, like, how have you
2: been? What's new? Well, we had some fun last week. You and I did. We, we did have fun. <laughs> Ogden is... I love our Ogden
1: community. I love the local support for our um, local businesses. We went to the Ogden Art Stroll, if that's the one of the things you were referring to that we did mm-hmm. this weekend. But oh my gosh, I love the Monarch. I love the magic of the art box that I've talked about a thousand times because it's one of my most favorite places in the whole world but I just I I loved it it was so much fun and obviously getting to spend quality time with you
2: yeah no it was fun what I enjoyed most is um seeing all the talent at the monarch and everybody's passion for the different varieties of art and um just what they contribute and in, into uh, the Ogden community, and then when we were outside, and there were so many people, and it was like it was like everybody was alive and breathing, and and just enjoying um, being outside. There was live music, and
1: we oh, had that, great the
2: Twilight yes. Twilight series was going
1: on, so we yeah. could hear the music from the amphitheater.
2: Yeah. So dinner and giggles and laughter and it was fabulous. So, and that just carried on for me through the weekend with some more giggles and laughter and some great hiking. So I know you have a joy and passion for hiking as well. I I enjoyed it too. I usually am hiking almost every weekend. And mm-hmm. we went
1: hiking every day this holiday weekend, my, my family. And of course my, my other partner in crime, which is my fur baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, I just love it. I love this time of year. Um, You can tell fall is amongst us. It's coming yeah. and yeah. it just, there's like a magic in the air. It's like that witchy Halloween
2: magic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's something, mm-hmm. but I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's getting to be that hoodie weather, football season, Uh, just excited about the sports that comes with the fall. Oh, yeah.
1: And what I really loved about this past week, and it just reminds me of just the community of Ogden, and we really have so many amazing, talented people that really are living their dreams, pursuing their passions, as you were just talking about with all of those artists um, at the Monarch. But just in general, people are out there really trying to make positive change in our community and just being good stewards of the community. And I find that really so inspiring and that really does segue into our special guest that we have tonight. We've got Megan Shaw. She is the director of operations at Utah Neighborhood Connection. UNC is a brand new nonprofit here in Ogden that's made up of a small team of people who are passionate about loving and empowering their neighbor. Utah Neighborhood Connection is a nonprofit community center with the goal of elevating the surrounding community with programs and resources. Their mission is to love and empower our neighbor. In partnership with Synergy and Action Network and the USDA's Food for Families campaign, they have started to take steps toward the goal by addressing the immediate need of the community they serve by distributing food boxes on a regular basis. Since launching their food distribution events in February of 2021, They have distributed over 4,500 boxes to families in need in our community. In the immediate future, their goals are to continue to develop their food distribution, start an after-school program for local Title I middle schools and high schools, and begin providing professional development programs for members of the community. Megan has lived in Ogden for most of her life, and she absolutely loves it. In her spare time, she can be found with a coffee in hand or up in the mountains, and she's just my kind of girl. So with that, (laughs) Megan. Welcome to Dare to Rise. Thank you for coming tonight. Hello.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, and I love
1: that you're a coffee girl because I am a coffee girl and I love the mountain. So you just fit right in already. Yes.
3: yes. <laughs> yes. Coffee girl. Yeah. I'm excited you guys were at the monarch. WB's is like my spot. Oh, I love I'm that. Yeah. Yes. I love a good cheese board with an oat milk latte, that's, that's it right so
1: there. We're, we're, we're planning our next DTR event, the yeah. three of us right here and right now. Good, good, food, yes. good, food, good conversation.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm there.
1: Oh, I love it. So, so Megan, yes. can you tell us a little bit more about Utah Neighborhood Connection? Tell us, um, how did you guys come up with this idea? What made you decide to establish this amazing nonprofit for Ogden? So share that with
2: us.
3: Yes, totally. Um, Yeah, so where to start? I'm trying to think. Okay, so um, my mom is a pastor at a church on 2nd Street. Um, And uh, when she began pastoring there, uh, she noticed that every day, uh, it's right behind Highland Junior High, all of the kids from Highland would walk through the parking lot, parents would pick up there, all the things. And so in wanting to disconnect with the neighborhood, she started putting together this event called Coffee and Cocoa. So they would give coffee to the parents, cocoa to the kids, or half coffee, half cocoa to the kids. Um, <laughs> and uh, just started making lots of friends, um, getting connected with the community. Um, then more and more of us started getting involved with that and just falling in love with the kids and the area and all of that. Um, and through that, um, just through connecting with the kids, we started encountering a lot of needs that was present there. Um, a lot of kids um, shared like that they're living with their grandma who's disabled or, and both parents are in jail. Or one girl, she like has a can of soup on a hot plate in her bedroom for dinner every night by herself and uh, different things like that. And then when COVID came with lockdown, um, just how many kids didn't have Wi-Fi, So they were just failing online school and different things like that. So, uh, it kind of rose in us just like a desire to meet these needs and, um, uh, and just empower these kids, um, to, uh, be all that they can be. Um, and so we started chatting and there were a few times where, um, the church tried to get involved at the school, but the school was like, sorry, your church, like there's not anything that we can, uh, ask you for really. Um, and so we're like, well, why don't we just, like, all we want to do is love on these kids and we don't need to be a church to do that. So, um, three of us, uh, decided to uh, launch a nonprofit um so that we could have an after-school program and so then the team kind of started growing as more people were getting excited um, and um, so we formed like a board and became all official <laughs> and um, <laughs> so then um, like once we were official we we're kind of now what you know we want to have an after-school program but there's a lot of other need in the area and this was height of COVID. It was like January of this year. And so we were thinking maybe not the best idea to have a bunch of kids come into a building with us <laughs> um, right then. So so um, one thing we were wanting to do was provide food because um, that was a huge need we heard about all the time. And so we thought, why don't we just start with that? Um, so we got connected with um, the food for families from the USDA. Um they started giving us food boxes and we were giving those out once a week. Um and when that ended, um I have a friend that I worked with a lot in high school named Alfred, um and he has a nonprofit called Synergy in Action. And so he started hooking us up with food after that. So we've been giving out food like all year. Um and we haven't launched our after-school program yet, <laughs> um, but that is our next thing on the horizon. We're currently applying for grants so that we can launch it in January with the semester change. Um, and so we're really excited about that. And we want to target it towards um, junior high kids because that's not a super often re- like targeted demographic, I guess, for after-school programs is what we've heard a lot um in the community. So we're super excited to come in with them in mind. Um and so yeah. And then from there hoping to do professional development as well. Cause our heart is to um to reach the whole family unit. Um, not just the children, not just the parents, but um uh, reaching the whole family is our heart so that we can really um, empower the whole community so yeah
2: Megan, that is so exciting. (laughs) I love how you have this energy around the community and seeing a need and then finding a way to give back. So what have you learned through the process of, um, of working so closely in your community, whether it's offering them food boxes or just that interaction, what have you learned most about the people that you're serving?
3: Yeah, um, it's pretty wild. Um, I don't know. It's been really special uh developing friendships uh with the people that come through and get food every week. Um like a lot of them we have inside jokes, we like know each other's names, we keep <laughs> up. <laughs> um like <laughs> I had this lady text me a bit moji on the fourth of July and I was like, Happy fourth of July and I was like, Well, wow, this is just like my friend, you know, and so it's been really, I think just worldview shifting to encounter so much need and hurt like in my own backyard like I live a couple couple blocks from like where we're serving and so do all these people and it's just like it's wild to hear their stories and how little it takes to um to get into a situation where you have desperate need you know and and like one lady I know, she broke her toe and it put her out of work and she's been out of work for four months and it's just a broken toe. And she's like, I know how ridiculous this sounds, but like if you knew the whole situation, like, uh, so it's, it's just wild, like how little it can take to put you in a situation where you need resources and also how hard resources are to find, like, um, like getting, um, involved in like the nonprofit world we've been doing our homework um, so we've been meeting up with leaders of other local nonprofits and hearing their story and what they provide and it, it's incredible the amount of resources out there and the amount of people who are on the front lines and have been for years and years and so many of these things I've never heard of in my life you know <laughs> And so it's been another like powerful thing to be able to see, to hear someone's story and be like, let me introduce you to my friend who is doing this. Um, And they're like, really? I've never heard of that. And because I don't know, it's just like the better the resource, the harder it is to find. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of people, they'll come through our food line and they're like, I saw the line of cars. I had no idea you guys were here. How long have you been doing this? Like six months, and they're like, No, way. <laughs> like, I live in the neighborhood, and I've never, you know, so that's just something I found really interesting. Um, but also just it's been powerful to see the drastic need in my neighborhood, um, and how easy it is to get into a situation like that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you're absolutely,
1: what you guys are doing, I find just, it makes me teary. It's just, it's inspiring, but you can also just feel it's a genuine care for your fellow neighbor, right? It's just a genuine care mm-hmm. for your community. And I think that is completely contagious. So I just love that you guys saw a need. You saw um, people that needed love and support and you guys took action. I think that's just so inspiring. You you saw something and you did something um, about it. So I just have to tell you, I think you're super inspiring and I love what you guys (laughs) are doing for for community because, you know, just you talking, um, about the, the one student who has a a hot plate with soup for, for dinner. Right. I think so many Mm -hmm. times we take for granted, you know, going out to eat or having our meals at a dinner table. Right. Cause I really, you know, um, think it's important to have dinner as a family at the table, right? Which isn't always realistic mm-hmm. for people, but it's so yeah, important. Yeah. And so it makes my heart sad that she's having, you know, a hot plate soup in mm-hmm. her room, right? And so it's just important totally. that people recognize and see her and show her, like, recognize her value. And that's what you guys are creating with this mm-hmm. amazing space. So it's going to be exciting when you guys do get your um, yeah. after school program set up because it will be amazing. <laughs>
3: Yes, I'm so excited. It's been wild to think because we started kind of very intentionally working towards this August of 2020 and with the after school program in mind. And so sometimes it feels discouraging, like, oh, we still don't have it, you know. But um, one of the ladies who's been working closely is supporting us and she's in the nonprofit world. Um she was saying like well the guy with the boys and girls club he had the idea for the boys and girls club he didn't start it for three years and she's like I'm not saying you need to wait three years <laughs> so I'm saying like slow and steady is gonna like create something that lasts
1: So absolutely and that network that Mm -hmm. you guys are um, establishing and really I like how inspired we, you know, we talk about, you know, the Monarch and all of these artists inspiring each other, all of you guys Mm -hmm. in the nonprofit coalition world, working together to make positive, real change for people in need, making our community, community stronger and better. That's inspiring. Like you guys are all helping and support lifting each other up and to Mm -hmm. help achieving what your goals are. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, that's been one of my favorite parts, Um, just seeing how like embraced we've been into the nonprofit world. Um, Just all these people who are like, here's my personal number, call me with anything you need. Like, how can we support you? How can we work together? Like, let's work smarter, not harder. If we're all trying to invent the same thing, (laughs) it's not going to be as good as if one person's doing really well and everybody's pushing all their resources towards them. And so that's been really cool to just meet everybody and um, be inspired by them and have them help give us a hand up as we are babies who don't know anything yet. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you're, you're babies who you may not know everything yet, but yeah. really though making, you guys are already making yeah. such a, you're already making an impact on people's, Lives your community, and I just I think that's so impress. Like that's amazing that already forty five hundred boxes of food have been given to people that would have been yeah. going without, and that just like people feeling like, oh, we've got another group of people that cares about us. Because you can never have enough people that you know yeah. care about your well being <laughs> and want to make yeah. sure you're you're okay. So I think. That is just, again, even if you're new to it, you guys are already like rolling up your sleeves and like, we're going to get in there and (laughs) just shower people with love, whatever that, you know, however that looks like at this time. And it's just going to keep getting Mm -hmm. bigger and bigger. Um, where does, you know, service come like, where does that kind of that service bug within you? Where does that even come from? Was that just the way you were raised or has that always been a passion of yours to serve other people?
3: It's a great question. <laughs> uh, I don't know specifically, but I did um, grow up. My dad would take us every Wednesday to the, um, it's on uh, Wall and like 20th or something, but it's that mission right there. Um, we would oh, serve dinner there. Yeah. Yep, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The sign that's like, we need eggs. Or, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I grew up serving there pretty regularly and, um, uh, yeah, and grew up in church as well, where that's like a pretty major value. Um, but when I was little, I was always thinking I either want to be a third world missionary in an orphanage, like holding babies, or I want to be a detective. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, either would be perfect. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when I graduated high school, I went and I, um, did some service with, a, an organization called Youth with a Mission. Um, and so I was in Australia working with a nonprofit medical ship there, um, until I came home during COVID, um, to help start the, um, uh, community center. Um, but kind of while I was over there, um, we we're doing the nonprofit medical ship to reach um, Papua New Guinea. Um, and I don't know, it kind of opened my eyes to the third world missions versus first world, and that there's not really a difference. There's like hurting people everywhere. <laughs> and so uh, I don't know if I will get back into third world or not. That's still something I'm trying to figure out. But I'm only 21 so not a big deal <laughs> to know yet but um I don't know that's just always been my heart like I've had a hard time working anywhere where it's not really like mercy related you know um uh, it's just hard for me to apply myself feeling like I am doing what I'm supposed to um yeah um <laughs>
2: That's so exciting, though, all the experiences that you've had in just a short time to see a need. And, and I'm sure you learned a lot from being on that ship and then the application of your experience to what the need is here. So for people like me that can't uh, find my way to a ship to help a third world country, at least not right now, what could I do or what can our listeners do to support the, um, the community center? Yes,
3: great question. (laughs) Um, yeah, we are always looking for volunteers for um to help us hand out food. Um, that's always a need. Um, we have so our website will be linked in the description of the podcast. Um, and on there, there's a tab that says get involved and that has a link to our app where we post all of our events first. Um, they also usually make it to our social media not always <laughs> sometimes i forget <laughs> um but they always are on the app so um that's a great place to hear when we're um out food and where to be and all of that um also um in january when we do have our after school program we'll be posting about it there as well um so you can come help kids do homework and whatever else is that an after-school program no I I think it's it's, it's whatever
1: you want it to be honestly and I think you're just creating a a safe place where people are loved and that they just Mm -hmm. have a safe place where they can like have wi-fi access if they're having um challenges Mm -hmm. getting their school done because I know for a lot of youth um COVID was challenging not having wi-fi access and then just dealing with um, the challenges of being online students. My kids did online school. So totally. I can, you know, yeah. empathize with that. And then if you didn't have, you know, a stable home life with parent support, that's hard for little people that are figuring out themselves, right, in the world. And sometimes yeah. right. And you <laughs> I mean, and you guys yes. are making um a space like that. I think just in general, just a safe place where people know like I'm I'm gonna be safe here and it's it's stability, that's invaluable mm-hmm. in itself.
3: Yes, that was my number one thing when uh, I joined the team to help launch the center. Like the one thing I saw every time I dreamed, because I'm not, I don't some people are very like specific strategic dreamers where they, when they think of a community center, they're like, okay, we can have like a single mom's group. We can have this group and this lesson and this whatever. Like all I saw were like very big general concepts, but the biggest one for me was like a safe place. Like it needs to be safe and people need to feel valued and seen there. Like, and that was just all I could think about and that in itself made me so excited. And so (laughs) I always get excited when other people can see that too. And like, yes, that is our heart. And like, that is my number one vision for it. And so, Yeah. (laughs)
2: That is so cool. I really like the whole idea of the after-school program and and even like you just said, helping with homework. Because it shows the value and importance of seeing someone and supporting them in their growth. I think uh, mm-hmm. if there if there are any challenges with maybe not maybe lacking some support at home, where maybe there's not anybody there to really guide and and mentor uh, a child mm-hmm. to be excited about homework. You're you're developing this foundation of support and encouragement that that you'll see, you know, lifelong uh, impact of that, you know, just taking the time Mm -hmm. now and with them. And I think junior high is such a critical, critical age. There's so much change that's happening and um, everything you knew in elementary school and the friends, everything changes. The, The Mm-hmm. The whole culture of junior high is different, so I think that's very exciting. Yes. So I was just while we were talking, I'm like, oh, I got to get on here and look at this, uh, get involved, and and download the app and find out all these <laughs> things that I can do to help. So very cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited <laughs> to have you guys get
3: involved. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're um, excited
1: for you guys yeah. to have us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We love supporting our community and and Megan, I just have to just like, you know, um, just praise you a little bit. My friend, I just think it's amazing that you are so you are a younger woman, but you already have like a sense of direction of like, I'm going to do something that speaks to my heart, right? You're not going to compromise, you know, um, what really gives you joy or what speaks to your heart. And I just love that you're intentional. I think that's where I'm going with that, but you're just intentional about what you're going to do with your time and your energy. And I just find that really inspiring because, um, I'm, I'm older than you. And I'm just like, that's something that I've come into the last couple of years of my life is just, I want to be intentional with, my focus with my time. And I really want to do things that align with my values and what I'm passionate about. And that really, um, Tina Mm -hmm. has known me a while, but it really is about community engagement and serving my community and Mm -hmm. leaving the world better than what I came into it, if that makes sense. And I just think that you're really so inspiring that at a young age, you already have an awareness Mm -hmm. of what that
3: passion is for your life. Thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my, I learned that from my friend, um, Sarah. She, um, she uh, was sharing with like a group of people my age and she's a bit older and she was sharing like like the most valuable thing that he's found in her life is creating like a filter um, for opportunities. And so for her, uh, her filter is she wants to empower young people and that's like the most important thing for her and that's what she's passionate about. So whenever she's presented with an opportunity, she asks herself, does that empower young people? And if the answer is no, then she's like, why would I do that? Why would I mess around <laughs> doing yeah. something that like, is not my like most higher purpose or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah. It took me a while, like sitting down and thinking about it. Um, Cause I love like a, I love a lot of things like I love coffee. I love hospitality. I love so much, but I'm like, what do I feel like, like what really lights me up? And I really feel like that is like mercy and compassion type, um, like service. And so, um, it's even I've used the filter within the community center itself. So like on a given like a uh, free grocery event day, um like you can like we all unload the truck together we all sort the food together and then the cars start coming through and um and then there's a lot of tasks it's like moving the boxes loading the cars um telling people what the next one's going to be greeting people and so I really have to like because I want to as a leader lead by example and be a servant so like all of me is like, well I should be then inside moving the boxes because that's like the worst job in my opinion. <laughs> that's the one I least want to do. <laughs> uh but then I'm like, no, like I started this center because I want to reach the community and I want to connect with them and I want to like love and see them and empower them. And like like that is the purpose of the events for me. Like even though we are having them to give out the food, like the most important part to me is that they feel seen and valued. Um, And so I'm like, no, I'm going out into the parking lot and I'm going to say hi to every single car and make sure every car, like they're called by name and that they're seen and connected with in some way. And so I love it has been very valuable <laughs> yeah.
2: so Megan that like uh it speaks to my heart on what you're saying and that you know we've talked before on the podcast about food insecurities and and sometimes there's some mm-hmm. guilt or shame that go into that like now I'm the one that needs it. And I'm the one that's always been able to support other people. And so the fact that you (laughs) talked earlier about getting that little emoji from, you know, someone that came through the food line, (laughs) you are creating a place where people Um, feel on more honored, more witness that it's okay. It's okay that they are struggling right now. Mm -hmm. And you are offering them love, compassion, support, and grace um, to help them get through this time, however long that time lasts. So I just give you kudos for creating a space that not only is so giving, but also so um, so warm and genuine. Yeah, it's,
1: it really is so yes. genuine. And really what you just said, when you said what lights you up, I love that so mm-hmm. much. And I think when mm-hmm. we are looking at our time and our talents and where we're applying that, I love applying that to our day-to-day life, I think that just Mm -hmm. that little filter, if you, if how you've been um, um, associating that, but as a filter, but what lights you up, you're being more intentional with your time and look what you and the people that you've been creating UNC with, it's just amazing what you guys already have achieved, even in the little bit of time that you guys have been going, you've achieved (laughs) so much already and are already making a big difference.
3: Thank you. I Yeah, we do, when you touched on the shame element, we do have like people where they come through the first time and they're like, oh, I don't normally, or, oh, I just like, you know, and they want to justify why that we're there. We want to, they're like, you
0: know,
3: (laughs) that's like, no, like, totally, like, you know, there's no shame in it at all. And it's been really fun too, to follow along with people as well. And one day they'll text and they're like, I don't need it anymore and it's so oh. exciting <laughs> you know it's like oh I miss you but for good reason you know <laughs> like there are people still overcoming it which is really exciting and it's not I don't know I feel like a lot of times people who haven't seen it at like the front lines or haven't experienced it themselves will think oh it's just like I get asked a lot like Oh, do you think people are taking advantage of you, or do you think whatever, you know? And maybe someone is, you know, but that's not our place, you know. And that's, and that's
1: also yeah. like the, your why behind what you're doing. Even mm-hmm. if, like, even the things that I know that um I've done community engagement, Tina has. That's not the intention, right? Is to you know, you yes. know, question <laughs> or filter everybody who's coming in or or um vet every person. The intention is to do good. Right. And if that's the intention or the purpose behind at Mm -hmm. least what you're, what you're trying to create to me at the end of the day, if people take advantage, they do, but you know that your intention was, was positive and purposeful in a good way. It was in a loving, genuine way.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And then were those people seen and valued, then we went. Well, Mm -hmm. you never know what seed got planted there though too, right?
1: Like maybe that inspired them to donate. I mean, you just Mm -hmm. never know what interactions, what those will, you Mm -hmm. know, and what they will inspire or what they will develop into, right? You just never know. And so um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just beautiful. Anybody who's coming into your guys' center you're, they're all treated equal, like, and you're, Mm -hmm. and you're witnessing them and valuing them. And it's so interesting um, Mm -hmm. how initially we are embarrassed to ask for help, but it's easier for us to be the ones offering it, if that makes sense. But then when it's on (laughs) the receiving end, I'm that way too. I get like uncomfortable. Like I'm always like, oh, let me do everything For you, but someone yes. will ask me, and I get like a little uncomfortable. And I don't know why I totally. like that sometimes when it's like, you know what? If someone asks you to, hey, I want to bring you dinner or I want to do X, Y, and Z for you, we just need to say, you know what? Thank you. And I will take it, which is easier said than done, but 100%. it's just always interesting. <laughs> it's
3: so, totally Megan, we, interesting. I don't know why it's so humbling.
1: No, it really is humbling
3: because it's like we're we're
1: wired in a sense that you know we're always like going to be the like a rescuer in a sense like oh we're the ones that can like help and support and then it really is unfortunate that we feel like when we're struggling that there should be embarrassment or be shamed with that like oh now I have to ask for help so it's like a pride
2: thing maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so making you've you know been talking.
3: You okay. Yeah, I was
2: just gonna say uh, you've been talking about how you're able to, you know, give to these to give to the community and help them and in a time of their life to dare to rise, uh, whatever that looks like. And so, I wonder, mm-hmm. like, what is the experience in your life where you had to dare to rise? That's a good question. Could I have like an example? So, any time in your life that maybe you encountered your own personal struggles, and what what you had to do, so you're you're giving to the community to help them in a moment to rise from whatever challenges they're <laughs> going through. So, what would be something that that you found that you've struggled that you had to um, that you had to find a way to dare to rise in your own in your own life like uh maybe school related work related even in what you're doing uh when you went on that ship like any kind of moment that you found challenging
3: yeah um well first thing that comes to mind is when I was um getting ready to graduate from high school um I found out that I had a brain tumor and um And so that was pretty wild, (laughs) as you can imagine. Uh, So um, uh, they found it like by some crazy happenstance. It was pretty wild. Um, And so I wasn't having any major symptoms that pointed to it. Um, It was just like a lot of random small things. Um, And a really awesome doctor ended up connecting all the dots. and so, anyway, that was a very humbling time because I am someone who really does not like attention. I don't want <laughs> like if I'm struggling, I'm like, don't call me, don't text, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, and so um, that was a time where I really had to learn to like accept help. Um, and so this lady at my church, she. Um, up like an Excel spreadsheet or something of some sort and people signed up for like every hour of the day for um, 10 days to pray for me um, like, like right before the surgery and then after and then people were like bringing my family meals and I needed help walking, I needed help <laughs> eating, everything in the whole world, I needed help, I couldn't do any of it a girl brushing my hair and (laughs) um and so that was just like a really humbling time to just like learn to accept love in a new way because I love um like I love a hug I love a compliment I love that kind of stuff like maybe a small thoughtful gift but I do not love acts of service I have a very hard time accepting them uh or I did till that point I'm better now a little bit (laughs) still working (laughs) on it but but at that time that was just very very challenging for me to be like this people are loving me and I actually cannot function without it you know Mm -hmm. and so um yeah that was just like that might be one of the most main things that I learned through that time Yeah,
2: that's a major thing. I was like, that's
1: a damn, that's a damn good dare to
2: rise story. Oh goodness. That was not what I was expecting. So it's, um, But what, like, first of all, we're glad you're still around that we can talk to you and and what you're (laughs) offering the community, but what a time for you to, um, really learn to accept that. And, and now what you're doing to, to offer that to so many people. Mm -hmm. So you can, you
1: can empathize with your, your people in your community that are coming and needing assistance, right? Like you're saying, access, well, mm-hmm. and like what we were just talking about, access service for me is uncomfortable. <laughs> Cause I'm sitting here like yeah. thinking, I really yeah. am. I'm like yeah. empathizing with you thinking, gosh, like if I had to have somebody, you know, come, you know, brush your hair or, you know, help you walk, yeah. like that <laughs> would be so humbling. And, and we are as human beings, I think sometimes we are prideful and access service can be uncomfortable, but you going through that situation, you are able to so show these people grace and really connect and mm-hmm. empathize with what they're feeling because you you were so vulnerable in your situation. You can connect with people coming in and being vulnerable because I think coming in and saying, "Hey, I need help," feeding my family is one of the most vulnerable positions yes. somebody could be
3: in. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, yeah, very vulnerable. Yeah, because that's almost like an identity thing. You're like, I am the provider and I can't provide. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I feel that. <laughs> but- <laughs> Yeah. Now, we
1: just, I just have to tell you, I thank you again. I think you're amazing. I think I've said that like a thousand times and I will continue on. Um, we are so grateful that you came on to dare to rise and talked about and shared what you shared about your own personal story, but so much about, um, Utah neighborhood connection, UNC and the amazing stuff that you're doing now, what you guys are going to be doing. And the future, you're part of our Dare to Rise family now. And so um, we're just so grateful that you joined us tonight and shared your story and shared what amazing work that you guys are doing with your coalition and the community.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I think you guys are amazing. I had a lot of fun hanging out. And I'm counting on us going to WB's sometime. Oh getting girl, some it's not yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm like we're either we're either hiking or we're going to
1: WB's for brunch or coffee or whatever. I I, I I I it's just so amazing, all of these amazing talented people we have in this little community of Ogden. And I'm yes. so grateful that totally. our paths crossed mm-hmm. and that you were willing to come on the podcast. Yes. Um and I already feel like like you're an instant friend. So we're just so appreciative oh, for you, you. coming, <laughs> coming on our platform and, and sharing what you're about. But um, just thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we just really appreciate everything that you and the people that you work with are doing. Another great episode, Nicole. Oh, it really spoke to my heart on such a a real level. I I loved the conversation. Probably one one of my favorites, even though there have been many, or all of them are my favorite. But I really loved getting to know Megan more, her story, and more about um, the Utah Neighborhood Connection UNC and what they're doing um, to help support
2: their community. Mm-hmm. I I really like that it's. Um, no matter what, uh, season of life we're in, I mean, it's never too late to start doing something and, um, for her just having a clear vision and purpose of, of what she wants to offer. I mean, it's so amazing at, I'll be honest and say a young age, but for any of us, whatever age we're at, it's never too late to, to to do something, to give back, to find, to find purpose. And one thing that always resonates in my head, and and I would ask for you to repeat that is something that uh, your godmother has. Oh, thank you for
1: Mm -hmm. for sharing that. Cause I love sharing about uh, my godmother Marie um, before she, well, before she passed, but just something as a family that we always share with each other is something that
2: she would say. And that was that it's never too late to live a life worth living.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is something that really just resonated as we we're listening to Megan talk and, and what we can do. Oh, I'm going to get all teary about it. because well, I, I know... just appreciate you know how much that means to me. So I just, I, that's why you're my girl,
1: but I just appreciate you honoring somebody that I really, I really love. So thank you for
2: sharing that with me. You're welcome. I think it just really fits into our episode tonight and, and, um, and it's never too late to live a life worth living so and living and living intentionally.
1: Mm-hmm. I really loved um, and I find Megan so inspiring, truly. i I love that she is intentional. and I loved when she said, You know, what what lights you up, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the, mm-hmm. how her friend Sarah taught her about the filter and anything that she's any action or anything she's going to be engaged with. She asked. You ask yourself that. And if it's not aligned with you know, what your heart's purpose is, then why, you know, why be wasting your time doing that in a mm-hmm. kind of sense, like be intentional. And you can just see, obviously with what she has been able to cultivate with other amazing people and on her coalition community, but it's, you know, being intentional and nope, this is what speaks to my heart is is service, right. And, and, sh- and witnessing people and look what they've already have created and cultivated within their, in this community, um, that they're showing love and kindness and support and grace too. Um, it's just, it's just a beautiful, magical thing. And it
2: really is contagious when you see people doing amazing things. hmm Sounds like a really good call to action on, um, what lights you up, you know, for your, for your purpose and, and the filter and definitely something I'm going to be taking away with and asking myself that same question.
1: Oh, me too. I really, when she, when Megan said, what lights you up, it really like in my heart, it, my little DTR fire was burning (laughs) or whatever, but I just, I love that so much. It's simple and it's profound and it's something easily that we could all apply, right? Like Mm -hmm. what? What lights you up and being intentional and be purposeful. And when we do that with our time and energy, wouldn't th- I mean, just how amazing of a world could we cultivate, right? How amazing of a community could we cultivate if everybody was being a little bit more intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Or we're being more purposeful or doing things that are aligned with our passion. But I just am so grateful for Megan um, coming on tonight on another amazing episode of Dare to Rise. Um, we're going to have all of um, UNC, um, Utah neighborhood connection. We're going to have all of their information, um, their website, their social media links in the bio of the podcast. Please support our local people, especially our local nonprofits that are truly doing amazing work, helping those that are in need. So please make sure that if you can volunteer, donate, whatever their needs are, and just, you know, not only this nonprofit, if there's another nonprofit that speaks to your heart, just give them your time, give them your efforts. And truly let's just, you know, make our communities better and stronger together. And always remember to dare to rise. Boop, boop.
0: Riding downtown in New York city. I know you want to be there. I in party in the club like that track from Fiddy. Cause life is so good. Let's go and vibe with me. Riding downtown in New York City I know you want to be there I bring you with me This is what I'm doing Tell me that you want to do it with me This is what I'm doing Tell me that you'll do it with me Baby, every day I'm doing Improving myself and what I do This is what I gotta do To prove myself to you, baby Up on a cliff And hey, you're the one that's saving me beside me, from first days to first place, from 15 to living dreams, everything I wanted standing right in front of me, you know what I gotta do, riding down the city, with you slow it down and spill you out, keeping this silly Lately, you and I, everything always is, entertaining every day and every night, movie nights with Ben and Jerry. Because life is so good, let's go with our When the pain of summer day Blowing up my mainframe Driving me crazy And everything to maintain I got the battle scars And everything that show the